You're listening to the Real Estate of Things podcast. Welcome back to the Real Estate of Things podcast. We have the Fireside Chat episode two in front of us where we're going to cover a lot of things on new construction. What's the market look like? What's builder sentiment? Where are the builders moving from and to? And how we help finance them here at Lima One Capital. Let's hit it. I want to kind of turn it back over to you. So when you think about maybe a little bit more of the new construction and even the bridge plus side, where do you see investor strategies changing and or what are some of the things that you think they'll be looking for? What are you hearing for yeah. the rest of this year? Yeah, I mean, um, look, any investor listening to this, we know you want everything. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that we look at that is obviously, as you said, it's from a leverage perspective, it's from an interest rate perspective and a fee perspective. But, so those maybe are a trifecta there. But what I think is the most important three items that is often overlooked when you come to lenders is what, what I think investors really want, which is a different three. Speed, ease, and execution. Um, people want to be able to close quickly, especially when you're going to direct to seller and you're pitching, I want to buy now, fast cash, and as in condition, as is in condition. Um, they, they want to do this seamlessly. Uh, a big focus of ours this year is for our repeat clients who we're very thankful to have done business with before, streamline that process. We've worked with you before and, and we are continuing to make it as easy as we possibly can. Uh, the ease will drive more of the speed and then execution, which simply said from my perspective is show up when we say we're gonna show up and show up when you need us to show up within, within reason. And so I think that that is always gonna continue to be a core fo focus, whether it's for fix and flipping or for new construction or for rental for, for the other products that we service. Um, but I don't see that going away. Uh, and I'm excited for us to continue to deliver more and more on that front. I, I personally think we do a very good job of it today. Um, so excited uh, for that. But specifically, you, know, you asked a question about new construction. So let's transition a little bit into that. Um, you know, one thing to take a step backwards is we're really proud too at Lean One Capital to be extremely diverse in our approaches. It at times complicates things for us, sure. but we're proud of it, um, you know, because we're very diverse in our geographic reach. We're in 46 some odd states. Uh, we're very diverse in our product set. And we, we, again, to your point, we try to be as competitive as we can in this diverse product set, which can be difficult, especially in capital markets. Uh, but we try our best to make it happen. So that's, you know, as, as we talked about, fix and flip, new construction, regular straight bridge loans, uh, rental uh, products, which I'm excited to talk about the innovations we got going there. And then uh, mainly bridge multifamily, but also a little bit of permanent debt. So we cover all the main residential focus asset classes in all the regions. We are primary market, secondary market, tertiary market. Um, you know, and, and again, we just have a lot of pride in, in doing that. That is our goal is to make sure we service investors and all their needs. And we know that investors change and they grow into other uh, strategies or products that we, we provide. We want to be there to make sure that we become that one-stop shop that provides solutions. But new construction specifically uh, has been an interesting one. Uh, it's one that our product set has grown tremendously. It's, it's sort of taken up one of the biggest pieces of our product pie. Uh, if you want to look at it that way. And I think a lot of that's just because of some of the fundamentals you know, that, have, that have happened. I think, if I remember correctly, uh, I think it's about 1.4 million completions, new construction completions in 2022, which is actually an uptick from year prior. Uh, and that's something that's really exciting for us uh, because it also means that our loans are hopefully performing because of all the projects getting completed. I think we're going to continue to see some headwinds that builders have felt through the pandemic and thereafter related to uh, material costs continuing to, 
fluctuate, not always go up, but fluctuate. Um, I think labor shortage is going to continue to be a difficulty, although a lot of predictions are that throughout this upcoming year, um, there will be some easing on that and some sort of uh, benefits to uh, builders who use contractors because there just won't be as much work out there to be done because of maybe a little bit of distress and decline that we see in the overall market. So, you know, all of that to say, we've had a great year. We still have such a huge housing shortage that there, regardless of all factors that are headwinds to builders, there's still going to be a ton of opportunity uh, for builders and for us to assist builders uh, in scaling and growing their business. Um, so I think that there's a lot of good stuff to come. They, they show all the charts, uh, builder sentiment, which is the outlook and positivity or negativity of a builder is completely sort of dropped off a cliff over the last couple of months. And, you know, there's some obvious reasons why we touched on a number of them, but we actually haven't talked a ton about interest rates, but interest <laughs> rates have clearly gone up significantly. That's not only for new construction builders, but also for their end buyers. Which, though, by the way, that trend is even starting to change a little bit. Correct. And so, obviously, as conventional rates go down and more buyers are able to enter the market because they can afford to buy, I mean, that's going to really help our fix and flip and our yep. new construction clients. Absolutely, and additionally on top of that, we've talked about some cooling in the housing market and most builders, there's a lot of builders that, that we love working with that are more in the affordable range, but affordable today and affordable a couple of years ago <laughs> is a pretty big gap because of home price appreciation. But as that cools uh, and as builders that are focused on specifically more the luxury ends, uh, feel a softening there and a decline in values and property sit on the market longer, it's going to have some effect and that's brought sentiment down from a builder's perspective. Uh, again, labor, material, and a number of other headwinds has sort of brought some negativity from a sort of a news perspective public, from publications. But, you know, I think what we've seen is some resiliency with our clients. Um, you know, most of our builders haven't really tempered down. Um, you know, again, a lot of who we service is more in that affordable range, which my theory is, you tell me your thoughts on this, is that a lot of your sort of top end buyers start to move down to that middle realm and your middle realm, middle end buyers move down to the sort of the lower end entry level side just because, you know, of the market and things declining, people don't have as much purchasing power because of rates and they also want to make sure that they're in a conservative, uh, you know, economic perspective. So. That's some of what I see. I know I shotgunned around a lot, but I mean, give me some of your thoughts on it, especially anything you have from a product side too. Yeah, so when I talk to our builder clients, they've done a really good job. And one thing they'll say is they've dealt with so much supply chain and cost of materials change. And they've been able to maneuver their business pretty well, which I think is just a testament again to the quality of the operators and the experience and the track record. With that being said, I mean, kind of specific to product, one of the things that we try to do is create longer terms for our builders. You know, it's taken longer to get through some of the permitting. It's taken longer to get the materials. And so, you know, going out to 19 and 24 months terms is something that we think really helps kind of decrease the pressure. Uh, we also, though, like to give real clarity around exposure limits or guidance lines. So that's one thing if a builder comes to us, you know, we're going to tell them how much they can do and what type of projects they're going to, they can do. So that's going to allow them to know exactly what their buy box is and what their build box is that we can help finance and support. So 
I think a lot of it is around the clarity and, and giving our builders just that strength of confidence to know that, hey, we believe in, I'll say, the belly of the curve. You, you kind of talked about that affordable range of houses. I mean, we, <laughs> we'll we do luxury, we'll do uh, almost every variety of house. At the same time, we, we feel very confident that there is a strong demand for housing and that will continue to persist. That doesn't mean that it's, you know, just as strong as it was, but it definitely means that the supply, or rather the undersupply, is still there, and we're going to keep feeding into that and uh, supporting our builders in, in yeah, whatever ways we can. I, one way that, that I, I think it's been pretty cool to see how we interact with builders and help them grow is by truly providing capital for scale. And so a lot of our builders, we have, you know, we'd love to, to provide financing for all of their builds. Like, believe me, we would love to do that. We also understand that you need variety of capital sources, and a lot of them are utilizing banks. And so typically banks tend to be a little bit more conservative, and this is where we can start to continue to fill this void. And so conservative in sort of their guidance line or their exposure limit, uh, whereas we have a ton of really great builders that we get comfortable with two, three times the amount of exposure that a traditional bank will. Now, we can't always compete on cost, but we can compete on a number of other things, which is you know speed and ease, specifically right, those right, two. Right we get told frequently we're always closing faster than banks, and also we're a lot easier to work with. You know, We don't collect and ask for bank statements and financials and other things like that. So what we've seen with a lot of banks is that they have a lot of requirements. And a lot of people will call that red tape, but you know, it's for good intentions. They want to write loans that perform just like we do. And so some of those requirements a lot of times are related to spec versus pre-sold homes. And so a typical line of credit from a bank will have some variation of like, you can only have 25% of your line of credit for spec homes and the rest have to be pre-sold. They want to know what the exit price is. They want to know that so they're building for an end buyer and there's demand for the product. And so that all makes sense. But in the last couple of years with home price appreciation, you know, builders were in in a, a negative situation when they had to lock in on a contract, go build a property. You know, we hear anywhere from the technically four months, but it's usually six months to 12 to 18 months to build. And over that time, there was 10% appreciation or greater for, for, for a lot of markets. And so people benefited from building spec. We don't have any requirements on needing to be pre-sold or spec, and we've been able to help fill that void and allow people to take advantage of this home price appreciation. But as we look forward, and as we've been talking to a lot of our builders, a lot of them are already reverting back to the ways that most builders have built most of their business, which is pre-selling homes and properties. And you know, from a typical lender, it's like, okay, that's not a big shift, but it's a pretty big shift for builders. It's, you know, you need to staff up a different department, which is usually your marketing department, because you need to be able to get your properties out and build more relationships with realtors and things of that nature. We also talked about how it's harder to sell homes from a fix and flip standpoint. It's no different from, from a new construction, even though it's usually a different demographic and things like that. And so we've seen this shift. We're seeing people, you know, lock in more pre-sold contracts because of you know, what, what they're expecting the market to do and likely not what they're expecting them not to do. They've also starting to see contracts fall out, which is an interesting uh, theory and, and event that's been happening, but uh, they will be replacing those with, you know, the new demand or the continued demand, I should say. Uh, it just may be at, an, at a new pricing, but it's more favorable now to lock in an exit price rather than take the risk of what the ex expectation of values are on the market. So there's been a from a Lima perspective, we've seen just a boom in new construction because, again, this last year, it, our products that grew and the demand for it as well, and, and we're very thankful for that. 
I think it's going to be continue to be the same in 2023. Uh, I don't think that we're going to see a cooling from our perspective because builders are still going to build and they're going to need you know the voids filled that banks can't fill. Um, so let's move. We've talked. Uh, let, let, let me just add one more thing real quick, and it'll sort of then move us, I think, into more of the rental multifamily uh, side of the house. So one thing that I do hear a lot from builders and flippers for that matter is the value of optionality which is to say like there's more unique opportunities <laughs> you know so the builder builds some really amazing houses and now they want to rent them instead of selling them like and the ability to transition into those different solutions seamlessly really does ignore a lot of benefit to builders and flippers alike and so and then just you know uncertainty about the market like ultimately our investors are focused on getting really good assets whether they're buying them building them rehabbing them and then we create a suite of bridge products that then allow those investors to wait until the right time to strike they get the asset and then they can decide what the best course of action for that asset is and i just i think that's really important especially now where the, the future is more uncertain and and there's a lot of disruption is to be able to take advantage of that disruption and or be patient. So I'll just kind of end on that note with respect to the, I'll call them the shorter term products, the bridge, the fix and flip, the new construction. There we go. A great second fireside chat episode here on the Real Estate of Things podcast, touching all things new construction. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform. Check us out on our website, realestateofthings.co. And stay tuned next Tuesday. we got a third fireside chat where we keep heating up by the fire with Josh Woodward himself, and we will see you then. Are you a real estate investor looking for the right lender that can finance all your deals and help you scale? Lima One Capital has the best suite of loan products in the industry, bar none. Whether that's fix and flips, fix and holds, building new construction, or buying rental properties, they have incredible financing solutions for it all. A reliable, common sense lender is one of the most important parts of your investment team. And that's exactly what you get with Lima One. Let Lima One Capital show you how they've helped thousands of real estate investors scale and increase their wealth. Check out LimaOne.com or call 800-259-0595 to speak with a consultant in preparation for your next project. Thank you for joining us today on the Real Estate of Things podcast. Subscribe and tune in weekly for new content from the industry's best while we continue to unpack the nuances of this dynamic market. Follow us across social media for additional insights and analysis on the topics covered in each episode. And remember to rate, review, and share the show.